on Saturday, August 1st, live on The Zone from the Match Room, uh, I guess they're calling it the Compound, the Fight Camp. They will uh, stage their first event, Eddie Hearn and his crew, with a, a good main event. The main event will be a IBF International Super Welterweight title fight between Sam Eggington and Ted Cheeseman. That will headline a five-bout card that will also feature uh, James Tennyson taking on Gavin Gwynn. Heavyweights Fabio Wardley taking on Simon Volley for the vacant English heavyweight title. Tennyson and Gwynn again will be for the vacant British lightweight championship. Also seeing uh, action is a good prospect named Dalton Smith taking on Nathan Bennett in a eight-round super lightweight fight. And uh, the opening bout will be Jordan Gill taking on Reese Bellotti in a 10-round featherweight contest. Earlier this week, all the fighters met the media, and here's what the main event fighters Sam Eggington and Ted Cheeseman had to say. First up will be Sam Eggington. In a room. Oh, nah, I, I love my own, um, I love my own, you know, being on my own and my own company. I'm all about that, you know. So, you know, I've come out of a house with three kids. Um, so just to be able to sit in the hotel room and chill out is perfect for me. Just more generally, then, how's your training been going for this fight? Yeah, it's gone well. Like I said, I train through quarantine lockdown. Um, you know, I've got, I've got the garage, you know, I've got the bag. And we do my running sprints, so on and so forth. Um, and as soon as quarantine, you know, eased off a bit, you know, straight back in the gym, we had a lot of um, sparring lined up. Um, yeah, it's all gone well. It's all gone well. And have you had a chance really to look at uh, what it's going to look like on the fight night for you in terms of fighting in a pretty different venue from those you're used to? Nah, um, I've just been following, you know, Eddie Hearn's socials more than anything. Um, Matchroom socials, I've been seeing them, you know, build it up, you know, uh, the ring walk, changing rooms, the ring. Um, yeah, I've just been watching all the socials and, and seeing how it's going really. Yeah, but it looks great. Talking to some of the other fighters who've been in these first behind-closed-doors events, they said that all the build-up might feel a bit odd, the ring walk, etc. But once you're in the ring, you yeah. almost forget about everything outside. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, a lot of people say it, but you, you get that tunnel vision, you know, what everyone talks about. Um, the ring walk will be a bit eerie, you know, there'll be strobe lights and, um, you know, I suppose a bit of smoke, uh, your music will be, be on, but no one will be there. It'll just be it just be you. So it will be a bit odd. But I think as soon as you get in the ring, you, like I say, tunnel vision, you're fighting. Um, yeah. So yeah. And how confident are you about this fight? I'm confident, probably. Yeah, um, you know, they sent me a list of opponents that I could have picked out. I would pick Ted. You know, so I, I'm confident. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, camp's going great. So. Yeah, everything's gone well, so I am I'm confident. You've seen all the highs and lows of boxing during your career. Has that made you a more rounded fighter that you can, you know, cope with everything that's thrown at you? I think so. I mean, you know, ups and downs are ups and downs. I mean, you know, not everyone's going to, you know, get in the ring, you know, and be a mayor. Like I just said, you know, you don't get in the ring and not get here for 12 rounds and win every fight, you know. It's not going to happen for everyone, you know. And it definitely happened for me. So, you know, it's a, it all, all, all turns out for a good book at the end, on I suppose. 
One last one from me then. Uh, uh, do you still have big ambitions or is it now more about being the provider for your family? You talked about the fact you've got three kids. Uh, no, look, uh, it's always been about providing for the family. Um, all this, all the titles and, you know, all the, all the big, the big nights, that's just been a snowball of, of, of what I've, of what the first plan was. It was always a plan to, to provide that, that was it. Um, so that never, that, that, that never stops. Uh, but yeah, I've got big plans. I, you know, I want to at least, you know, I'd love to win a world title, but I definitely want to box for a world title before before this is over. Um, so yeah. Thanks very much, Sam. Appreciate it. Hi, Sam. Charlie Parsons here, UK boxing correspondent for FightHype.com. Um, first thing I wanted to touch on to uh, Cheeseman with arguably well I mean not arguably the worst year of his career in 2019 yeah um, we see a lot of people talking about him maybe not having the confidence yeah um, going into these fights obviously with the two losses and the draw do you think that's maybe something you'll be able to capitalise upon I don't think so far. I mean I've been that person you know what I mean I've come off the losses you know I've had people tell me you know you're probably not confident enough so on and so forth and then I've gone out and done a good job so I take nothing off that. The losses, confidence, you know, it it means nothing to me. Um, you know, you train for the best Ted, um, and the best Ted I presume will turn up and you know, I'll do a job on the best Ted, so Yeah, of course. Um he did say that um you sort of stuck your chin out at one four seven and that you could take punches more then. He says if you keep your chin out at one five four that you won't be able to take the punches that he gives out. How do you feel about that? that from. I mean he's not a huge puncher in any in any way. Um I don't I don't I don't see where he, where where he's got it all from. You know, it's a, it's a bit of I just point which hoping himself up. Um if he thinks he's going to come in and clean me out, then you know he's sadly mistaken. But uh, you know whatever, whatever, whatever he thinks makes him feel better. Yeah, of course. Um, both of you have been in wars in the past. Um, maybe Ted probably has more of a, a thing for that, which he's kind of tried to dumb down a bit. If you see his fight with Fitzgerald, obviously he tried to work on the boxing a little bit more. Um, what Ted Cheeseman are you expecting when you get in the ring Saturday? Are you expecting that come forward aggressor or are you expecting yeah. someone to try and be a bit more stiff? The exact same Ted that fought Fitzgerald. Okay. There's no chance he's going to come and try and um, overpower me or or stop me. It's just, you know, that, that's it's not clever. You know, that would be meat and drink for me all day long. So um, he's going to try and box and move and pick, pick as, as many rounds up as he can. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm expecting. Brilliant, thank you, Sam. Can I just get a final sort of prediction for Saturday night? I think it'll go late, but I think I'll get him out before the twelfth hour. Brilliant, top man, thank you. Hi, Sam. This is Danny from Seconds Out. How you doing? Good, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Um, bit of an obvious question, but you mentioned that you picked Ted Cheeseman from a list of potential opponents. Yeah. Who else was on the list? There was a few there. There was a few at one fifty-four. There was. From right, I think there was a couple at one four seven. Um, you know, the likes of Ted, there was Ted. Um, I think Fowler was on there. Um, Conway was on there. Um, and at one four seven, there was a few, a few other names. Ben was on there um, at one four seven. Um, see, there was a few names, there was a few, but you know, I would pick Ted. 
What, what made you pick Ted from that list? Because it seems like you're the man who gets to choose. Everyone wants a piece. Um, I think what it was, I mean, there was all good kids on there. You know, they're all quality. Fowler's obviously quality. Um, Conway's obviously, you know, building way up. And he's, he's a good kid. Um, but none of them had won the British title. You know, to get a defence against someone who had been a British champion more than anything. Um, I think that's why we picked Ted. It, it meant the most. Do you know what I mean? I understand the others might be, you know, Conway's unbeaten. No, he's not unbeaten, but he ain't won nothing that's that that that's gonna you know, of of, of note, do you know what I mean? Um Fowler ain't won the British yet. Um Ted has, and that's why we picked him. And at one four seven, it just needed to be a bigger opportunity. You know, to make one four seven again, I really need a big opportunity. You know, I'm not gonna make that for you know a small a, a small fight. Um, a lot of people are characterising this fight as someone who can adapt in Cheeseman, presumably because they've watched his last fight against Fitzgerald, as someone who fights more or less in the same way a lot in yourself. Is that unfair, do you think? Is there a chance on Saturday night we'll see you up on your toes using your range? You have to wait and see. I mean, it's, 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 it's all fair to say, you know, Ted's can adapt and, and box. But he did adapt and box and he lost that fight. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It... it, it he boxed for what is it, four or five rounds and it all went tipped up. So, um, it's fair to say he can box, but how long can he box for? We don't know. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see on the night. Brilliant. Best of luck and appreciate it. Appreciate that. I think, Michelle, if you want to jump in. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hi, how are you? How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you. You're all right, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Um, I just really was curious, like in terms of preparation for this fight, like what, in what ways was it? I mean, obviously it was very different yeah. um, with COVID and whatnot, but can you tell me a bit about maybe some of the challenges that you faced? Um, like I say, in, in quarantine, you know, I think every boxer's got the bag hanging up in the back garden. Um, every boxer can run. Um, so in quarantine, I've done the bag work, I've done the sprints, I've done the running. You know, my strength and condition has sent me all back you know, um, small things to do, um, circuits to do and, and so on. Um, but as soon as, you know, quarantine was eased up a, t- a bit and we, and we were allowed in the gym, I had a lot of things set up, really, um, ready to go. So, so yeah, um, everything's gone well, if I'm honest. You've mentioned that this is your last shot, but you're only 26 years old. Yeah. Are you really considering retirement if you don't win? I wouldn't say... I suppose it's hard to say, you know, I understand I'm 26, but that's, that's, I know two of the losses were prize for her. So, you know, it, it depends on how, how you want to score it, but um, there's six losses there. It doesn't look great, you know, so you have to, you have to wait and see how, how it works out. But you know, I'm fully confident of, of getting a win the weekend. So it's not mm-hmm. something that I'm debating at the moment. Um. Ted had said that if the lockdowns didn't happen, that he didn't think that the fight between the two of you would be happening. Do you also agree with that? I agree with that. I mean, um, not being, you know, like I say, I always say, you know, you know, people like Ted Cheeseman, Fowler, you know, Conway, um, Fitzgerald, these, these are these are fighting out for the British title. You know, I, I went over to Italy and I got a, I got a good ranking, so. 
in September. So I'm thinking, I think if, if it weren't for lockdown and, and COVID, I'd be pushing the international route and, and trying to pick up, um, you know, make my way up the IBF rankings in, in a sense. So I don't think this fight would have happened, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. COVID's happened and, you know, everyone needs to work. Right. And lastly, I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are. It's a bit off topic, but uh, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. What do you think of that exhibition fight? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard <laughs> not to be excited, but, you know, it, you have to... It, I mean, I think really Roy Jones Jr. is in a bit of a better place. I've saw a few interviews on, on Tyson, and when he's talking about his, the old, his old self, you know, he's crying and he's shaking, and so I, I don't think it can be good for Tyson. I mean... If he turns back into the guy he was, then you know it's only going to go one way, and, that, and that's downhill. But you have to see how he, how he takes to it. But um, you, can, you can only be excited to watch Tyson fight against Forbes. Who do you think wins that? Um, it's hard to say after you know Tyson's been out for a while. I know he looks in great shape in the pads, but you know a lot of people look great on the pads. But, um, but Tyson's Tyson, and it's so. Um, I think Tyson wins. I think he puts him out, um, especially after Roy Jones Jr.'s last fight. We saw Enzo Macronelli put out, um, put Roy Jones out. So I think Tyson mm-hmm. catches him. You know, it's the last thing he loses your power. So, so I think if he catches him, I think it's nice. All right. Well, thank you for your time. I wish you all the best. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Any more guys, or is that it for today? Next. I think that's it. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you for the time, guys. Cheers, Sam. Cheers. Sam, mate. All right. Thanks for that, guys. We've got Simon Villili coming on shortly. Um, if you just stand by, I'll give you a heads up, okay? Now you'll hear from Eggington's opponent in the main event, Ted Cheeseman. I'm doing well. Now, the question to you, Ted, is, um, you know, obviously that fight against Scott Fitzgerald was hotly disputed. Have you had a chance to watch that fight back? Because I had to look at the result again. Unanimous decision. Are you are you in better spirits going into fight camp against Sam Egerton? Yeah, that's it's in the past now. Obviously, at the time, it's, well, it matters what um, happened at the time. But for me now, I'm focused on what's happening Saturday. Because if you look at me and Scott, and then you look at the result, if I win Saturday. Um, Who's in a better position, me or Scott? Me. I mean, so from him going on from that fight, I'm in a better position now than he is. So that's all that matters, really. Yeah. I mean, how have you kind of dealt with adversity? Because, I mean, the time that we first met, you were flying. You were knocking guys out for fun. You were dominating guys. Um, I remember Carsten Jones. You put him away as well at 0-2. I remember holding your WBA strap at the time and saying, well done, mate. Um, yeah. But it's been a different point in your career right now, you know? Adversity. Yeah, uh, I've come over a few hurdles, but now, obviously, the journey carries on. and It matters where the journey finishes, not where, where it is in the middle or the start. It, it, it's all about what I've, how the story ends. Mm. Do you feel any kind of, like, added pressure that, I mean, you're, um, that you haven't won, a, won in three fights that... You need to perform this weekend and you need to get the result. I put that pressure on myself anyway. I, I'm a winner. I don't like losing. You, everyone sees my... When I lose, I don't I don't go, oh, I've got beat and that's it and I'm upset. So I'm upset. I mean, like, I don't care. I'm upset when I lose. I, I'm a winner. I, I hate losing. I don't know what it is. So, 
obviously every time I get in the ring I put the pressure on myself and I'm yeah. going on thinking about it for for weeks before but visualising winning the fight alright next one hi Ted it's Steve from Boxing UK you're right mate yeah you're right hi Ted uh, just alluding back to the, the fight against Fitzgerald Ted we saw you we it must have been two or three hours after the fight, coming out of your dressing room, after we'd interviewed Lewis Ritson. So you were in there a long, long time. Just how disappointed were you? And does that make you even more determined to put things right this weekend? Yeah, I, I, I was uh, disgusted and I was uh, upset. But like I said, it's in the past. And, and, and as you say, I had a very bad year last year and I never had no luck at all. And, that's just made me determined to, to make everything right um, this year. And, and it's, it's made me a much better, a much mature person and a much better boxer because it's when everything's going good and pretty and, well, everything, you don't really change much. But now I've had the chance to work on loads and loads of different stuff and I'm becoming a, a really um, different fighter. Like I've got so much different added to my style. So I'm looking forward to expressing it Saturday night. Yeah, the, the fight against Fitzgerald, Ted, you, you surprised a lot of people with your boxing skills then. Yeah. So is that something that you're going to stick with or are you tempted to go back to the come forward style or are you keeping that a secret? It, it's, it's about doing what's right. When I get in a ring, um, uh, the only thing I do is I, I plan to, to adapt to the style what I need to box that's going to win me the fight. Uh, when people would mention it, when I boxed Conway after the Garcia fight, if I stood off him, I, I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have um, had a chance of winning the fight. If I if I come forward against Scott Fitzgerald, I'd have made the fight a lot harder for myself. Is I do what I have to do to win fights. You know what I mean? That, that, that I box the way I need to. The only fight I didn't was Sergio Garcia because I went in there with no plan at all. Because as whatever my coach told me, it was in one ear and out the other because I was just torturing myself and punishing myself. But now. Nah, I know if I want, I can come forward and beat Sam. I know if I want to box on the back foot, I can beat Sam. I'm just, I just believe I'm overall better. But we'll see on Saturday night. Last one from us, Ted. Um, it's a very different fight week to what you're normally used to. Yeah. So what are you going to do between now and the weekend? Are you having any of those Chicago Town pizzas? <laughs> nah. Do you know what? Um, like I said already in a couple of minutes, is this the best camp I've had? Um, Wise with the lockdown, everything's been just focused on boxing. And then again as well, this week is like usually you're running around like like a lunatic, collecting money for tickets and dropping last tickets off. And it's just nice to be in in the hotel, relaxing and just focused and thinking about the boxing. Lovely, thanks, Ted. Good luck on Saturday, mate. Thanks. I'll jump in here if you don't mind. Ted, how are you doing? You okay? Yeah, well, good. Thanks, mate. You. Same from Boxing News, uh, Boxing News TV. You described the past year. Uh, as a nightmare year, will a win over Sam Eggleston be that cap on that nightmare year and leave you in a position to possibly move on from that fight then? Yeah, 100%. Um, it gets me back to the spot where, where it gets me back to the point where I was before the Sergio Garcia fight. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, it, um, it's a bigger, as much as the Sergio Garcia fight was for the European belt. This is a bigger domestic fight and better fight for me to win. You know what I mean? If I beat Sergio Garcia, I wouldn't have got the appreciation I deserved. But beating Sam Egan, I'm going to get a lot of um, what I deserve for it. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to get a lot of appreciation from beating him and performing well. So I'm just looking forward to that now.
As others have said, and you've talked about already, that fight with, against Scott Fitzgerald was a contentious loss. Has the fact that we've been in lockdown been grating on you in a boxing sense, considering the last fight you had was that loss against uh, Scott Fitzgerald and you haven't had the opportunity to right that wrong because of COVID? Has it been grating on you? Nah, um to be honest, I'd been boxing that last year as well with niggles, like dodgy elbows. and um, I, like So, obviously, you, I was getting through camps, but like struggling through them. Um, and not everything was right. So mm-hmm. it was great to sort of have the first few weeks of lockdown before having no clue of what's going on with boxing, just mm-hmm. doing nothing, do you know what I mean? Um, uh, and refreshing my body, getting my body refreshed again. And then as soon as the fights, I was told there could be possibly a fights in July and August, I got straight back into camp then and I've been more determined than ever. Eddie said that recently uh, talked to Scott Fitzgerald about coming back. Uh, obviously, he's had his troubles uh, with himself. Um, but are you looking for that rematch once Scott's ready? Yeah, I'd love that rematch. But there's loads of fights. There's Scott, there's Anthony Fowler, there's um, James Metcalf. There's loads of fighters out there domestically. Plus, with the, by winning this fight, the minimum ranking I'm going to get is a w, uh, number five in the IBF. Mm-hmm. what ranking sounds got so we just got to look at what opportunities come I'm a lot older a lot mature a lot more experienced and now is my time to put a big performance in Saturday and push on with my career Final question for you Ted give me a prediction for Saturday against Sam Eggington what happens? Um, I don't know when I don't know uh, what but I believe I'll get him out there at some point Appreciate that Ted thank you Thanks Hi Ted, Charlie Parsons here, boxing correspondent for fighthype.com. How are you, mate? Yeah, all good, thanks, mate. Um, first thing that I wanted to jump into, obviously this is a special experience uh, behind closed doors. Eddie Hearn's putting on a show, he's doing the fight camp. Does that give you another motivating factor moving forward into this fight that it's sort of part of history and you're headlining the first fight on his shows? Yeah, cool. So um, another thing is, is like... If this fight was happening on a normal show, right, there'd be a big crowd, and but it wouldn't be such a big event, do you know what I mean? But it's it's a massive event. It's the first show on the, the fight camp. Everyone's thriving for boxing from Sky Sports and Matram. And I'm topping the first bill, so it's great exposure and it's a great opportunity for me to put on a massive performance and put my name back out there. Yeah, of course. Obviously, you've spoke about it with a couple of the boys here, but um, 2019, you know, not sugarcoating, it wasn't the best best year for you. Um, does that make you slightly apprehensive towards the Eggington clash, or do you feel that you've turned a new leaf and that you can just go forward like your old self? Yeah, I've, I've turned a new leaf. I'm, I'm refreshed mentally and physically, and I'm in the best shape I've ever been as a pro, and I'm, I'm in the mentally the best, best place I've been in as a pro, so I just feel... Um, the right time for me, as you say, to turn the leaf and push on. Another thing that you mentioned before is that you now feel that you can use both styles. You've got that come forward style and you've also got that slick style. Do you think that's going to help you with Eggington, that you'll be able to read him in the ring and you'll be able to decide what way you want to fight him when you're in the ring? Yeah, but going back to that, um, I believe what people don't know, what I said earlier is I box how I need to box to win. When I box um, Jack... uh, I can't remember his name. That well, in my I think my seventh fight, I boxed a, a fella from up north, Jack. And first couple of rounds, I was coming forward, uh, put him down, but he was tough. And then I went on the back foot after because he kept coming. When I boxed Carson Jones, uh, I come forward, and at points I went on the back foot, and at points I went on the front foot. I do what I have to do to win. I've always been out to box. I've always been out to fight. 
I chose to box against Scott Fitzgerald because I believe that was the right style to beat him. And I, as you say, I'll do what I feel right in the ring on Saturday against Sam, what I feel that is going to give him the best chance of winning. Yeah, of course. And just finally, um, something that you said, uh, I think it was last week, you said uh, Sam could keep his chin out at 147, but he won't be able to do that with you at 154. Does that give you a little bit of feeling in the back of your mind that you will be able to stop him? Like that, that you do have the power to stop him? Yeah, I, I, it's not just, it's not all about power. It's about um, beating someone enough. And uh, it's, it's, if you watch Sam, if he's so, everyone says, I'll take shots. When I take shots, I'm trying to take shots. I, I'm I'm taking on the gloves to catch and counter or to wear someone down. Sam takes shots clean to the face because he, he just that is his defence. You know what I mean? That's the difference between me and Sam. And I just believe as the rounds go on, he won't be able to keep taking the punishment. Yeah, of course. Thank you for your time, mate, and all the best on Saturday. Hi, right, Ted, mate. How you doing? Yeah, all good. Thanks, Dan. You're right, mate. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, the lack of a crowd, does that play into your favour a little bit in that you won't get swayed by your supporters, you're a big ticket seller, obviously. They cheer you on vociferously. And when things get, you know, really into the fiery elements of the fight, you won't feel like you have to push on and be aggressive if that's not what suits the occasion. Yeah, exactly that, Dan. Um, I, said, I said that um, earlier in an interview with Sky, obviously. Um, this fight, is, is gonna, you're going to be able to communicate with your coach a lot better during rounds and stuff and use your brain a lot more. It's going to be a lot more of a thinking fight and you're not going to get swayed emotionally at all by the, the crowd. So I think it's going to be a lot easier to be focused and, and use your brain. And the comments earlier that um, one of my colleagues spoke about that um, Sam Eggerton can't afford to leave his chin out at 154. He did a conference call earlier today where those comments were put to him and he said Ted Cheeseman's not a big puncher in any way. Do you feel you're the puncher in this fight at 154? Bigger puncher than him? Yeah, 100%. I'm just a bigger man all round. I'm stronger, bigger. Sam was a big, um, big ballweight. But he bullied people at ballweight. He won a one-punch concussive puncher. He, he was big and, uh, and he, he sort of bullied them around and then got them out there at the end. But we're, we're at 154, he's been being bullied. Do you know what I mean? So... He can say what he wants. Uh, look, we're both fighters. It ain't one of them fights where we're going to slag both each other off. He believes he's going to win. I believe I'm going to win. Uh, that's what all, all the makings of a good fight. And you mentioned the minimum ranking you can expect should you get past Eggington from the IBF will be number five, which yeah. is the ranking obviously he's got at the moment. How far away do you feel you are, you and Tony, from that fringe world level or fighting in a world title eliminator, that kind of thing? It's all about opportunities and... Um, it's if the right opportunity pops up and, uh, and Tony and I believe it's right at the right time, then, then you have to take it. But if not, you, then you look at what other options you have. Brilliant. Well, best of luck on Saturday night. Cheers, thanks. Hi, Ted. Um, Mark here from Pressbox PR. Um, I was having a chat with um, Dalton Smith earlier. He told me, he told me that he's in, been in the unusual situation where he's run into Nate, he's run into his opponent, they've had a little chat. Have you come across Sam yet? Have you um, been able to sort of size him up, have a chat? Uh, we see each other at the check way, but we never really had a chat. It's, it, we're probably, we, we'd be, it's, with all boxes, you'd be best as friends after the fight and love each other and, ah, oh, you're good fight, mate, and whatever. But for now, it's business, do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to be too friendly, but I'm just, hello, goodbye, and that's how it is. 
focus on the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we've obviously seen the pictures being beamed from the uh, Matchroom social medias of the testing going on. But I wonder if you could take us a little bit closer to what else is going on inside the bubble. What's the atmosphere like? What challenges are you sort of facing um, in contrast to what it's normally like? Uh, I don't know. You're just fully switched on or, or thinking about boxing. You know what I mean? Um, I brought my Xbox and uh, uh, an Amazon Fire Stick with all like, the movies and everything going on for me to just be able to relax, see and watch some, some series and some films, play a bit of Xbox to kill a bit of time, and then obviously watch a bit of YouTube and stuff and look up, watch fights and stuff. And it's just all about killing a bit of time. But for me, it's good because, like I said earlier, I'll just be dying around this week uh, doing a million and one things. But it's been all organised and sorted out a lot earlier. Plus, I ain't had to run around selling tickets because there's no crowd. So, everything's just been a lot more focused on purely boxing. It's quite interesting that because the rest in the lead up to the fight during the during the fight week is probably the most one of the crucial parts of the build up um, for you as a fighter. I, I, I'd say. Um, so, would you say that you feel maybe a bit more rested, maybe a bit more prepared? Because you don't have these other responsibilities going on. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a lot easier to be organised. Um, I've got a young family at home. It's, it's it's hard sometimes. You got the baby crying in the middle of the night and stuff. And um, like it's it's just easy. It's a lot just a, a lot easier to be fully focused on boxing and switched off from everything else. Do you know what I mean? Um, normally, I, I I don't. I'm not really into all the interviews and stuff. Uh, I'm just purely business. But um, I'm soaking up the whole atmosphere this time, and I think it's because how long I ain't, I've come over, um, got over all my, my addictions and stuff. So I'm actually now controlled my addiction where that my addiction is now boxing again. You know what I mean? Like it was when I was a young kid and stuff. It's, it's, it's now boxing again. And, and um, I'm doing everything properly and, and I'm soaking it up. And someone said to me, ah, oh, it's a really good atmosphere. And I said, yes, I think it's by far the best like, build up to a fight. But really and truly for me, I don't normally take no notice of none of it and don't really care about none of it. Like um, Even a lot of the massive shows I box on, I just see some posters of this show and I said, oh, you couldn't sort me one out, do you know what I mean? But normally I don't care about none of that stuff, do you know what I mean? Um, I just care about getting the ring, having a fight, see it get paid, whatever. But now the main focus is about boxing again, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I want to take this opportunity to congratulate you on... Um, tackling the addiction, as you said, being quite um, open and honest about it and dealing with it. So congratulations for dealing with that. Um, just the last one from me. Um, I'm reading, or Eddie, I think Eddie said earlier that he's going to be turning up the sound effects. We're going to hear these thuds of the body shots coming in. What kind of experience do you think it's going to be for the viewer? Um, I don't know. I think, I think what a lot of people do is when they come to a fight, they'll tell you their thoughts on the fight. And then when they watch it on TV, they have a whole different view on it. So I think you're going to get that 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 second view at first first opinion this time. So like their better view was obviously they're getting carried away with all the sand from all the other people and stuff. So when you're at home watching it, you can focus in on the fight a bit more. Sort of listen a bit to what the cornermen are telling the fighters. So then they get. I think. It's great to go to boxing shows and watch boxing shows and obviously we need boxing fans to come to shows to keep boxing and sports going. But I think you get a lot more um, 
sort of focus just purely on the fight and the real result instead of getting carried away with swaying of the sand, the crowd and stuff. No, absolutely. Um, but thanks for your time. Best of luck on Saturday, Ted. Cheers, mate. Thank you. I think that's it. Cheers, yeah. Ted. Thank you so much. Right, cheers, no problem. Cheers, see you later. Thanks, guys. We've got 